Section forty five of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ting Cleary. The World Story Volume Four Greece and Rome. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section forty five. When Coriolanus spared Rome. Four hundred and ninety BC by Thomas Arnold. Caius Martius was a noble Roman of the race of that worthy king, Ancus Martius. His father died when he was a child, but his mother, whose name was Volumia, performed to him the part both of father and mother, and Caius loved her exceedingly. And when he gained glory by his feats of arms, it was his greatest joy that his mother should hear his praises. And when he was rewarded for his noble deeds, it was his greatest joy that his mother should see him receive his crown and he fought at the battle by the lake regulus against king tarquinius and the latins and he was then a youth of seventeen years of age and in the heat of the battle he saw a roman beaten to the ground and his foe was rushing on him to slay him but caius stepped before him and covered him and slew the enemy and saved the life of his fellow-soldier so aulus the general rewarded him with an oaken wreath for such was the reward given to those who saved the life of a comrade in battle and this was his first crown but after this he won many in many battles for he was strong and valiant and none of the romans could compare with him after this there was a war between the romans and the volscians and the romans attacked the city of corioli the citizens of corioli opened their gates and made a sally and drove the romans back to their camp then caius ran forward with a few brave men and called back the runaways and he stayed the enemy and turned the tide of the battle so that the volscians fled back into the city but caius followed into the city and when he saw the gates still open for the volscians were still flying into the city then he called to the romans and said for us are young gates set wide rather than for the volscians why are we afraid to rush in he himself followed the fugitives into the town and the enemies fled before him but when they saw he was but one man they turned against him but caius held his ground for he was strong of hand and light of foot and stout of heart and he drove the volscians to the furthest side of the town and all was clear behind him so that the romans came in after him without any trouble and took the city then all men said caius and none else has won corioli and Cominius the general said let him be called after the name of the city so they called him coriolanus after this there was a great scarcity of corn and the commons were much distressed for want and the king of the greeks in sicily sent ships laden with corn to rome so the senate resolved to sell the corn to the poor commons lest they should die of hunger but caius hated the commons and he was angry that they had got tribunes to be their leaders and he said if they want corn let them show themselves obedient to the burghers as their fathers did and let them give up their tribunes and then will we let them have corn to eat and will take care of them the commons when they heard this were quite furious and they would have set upon caius as he came out of the senate house and tore him to pieces but the tribune said nay ye shall judge him yourself in your comitia and we will be his accusers so they accused camellius before the commons and caius knew they would show him no mercy therefore he stayed not for the day of his trial but fled from rome and took refuge among the volscians they and Italius Tullius, their chief, received him kindly, and he lived among them a banished man. 
the Volscians determined to make war upon the Romans. They raised a great army and made Atias and Caius Martius their leaders. They took many cities in Italy, then they advanced upon Rome. Within the city, meanwhile, there was a great tumult. The women ran to the temples of the guards to pray for mercy. The poor people cried out in the streets that they would have peace, and that the Senate should send deputies to Caius and to Atias. So the deputies were sent, five men of the chief of the Burgus. But Caius answered them, We will give you no peace till ye restore the Volscians all the lands and all the cities which ye or your fathers have ever taken from them, and till ye make them your citizens, and give them all the rights which ye have yourselves, as ye have done to the Latins. The deputies could not accept such hard conditions, so they went back to Rome. And when the Senate sent them again to ask for gentler terms, Caius would not suffer them to enter the camp. After this, the Senate sent all the priests of the guards and the augurs, all clothed in their sacred garments and bearing in their hands the tokens of the guards whom they served. But neither could Caius listen to these. So they too went back again to Rome. Yet when the help of man had failed the Romans, the help of the guards delivered them. For among the women who were sitting as suppliants in the temple of Jupiter in the capital was Valeria, the sister of that Publius Valerius who had been called Publicola, a virtuous and noble lady whom all held in honour. As she was sitting in the temple as a suppliant before the image of Jupiter, Jupiter seemed to inspire her with a sudden thought. She immediately rose, and called upon all the other noble ladies who were with her to arise also, and she led them to the house of Volumia, the mother of Caius, and there she found Virgilia, the wife of Caius with his mother, and also his little children. Valeria then addressed Volumia and Virgilia and said, our coming here to you is our own doing neither the senate nor any other mortal man has sent us but the guards in whose temple we were sitting as suppliants put it into our hearts that we should come and ask you to join us women with women without any aid of men to win for our country a great deliverance and for ourselves a name glorious above all women even above those sabine wives in the old times who stopped the battle between their husbands and their fathers Come then with us to the camp of Caius, and let us pray to him to show us mercy. Volumia said, We will go with you. And Virgilia took her young children with her, and they all went to the camp of the enemy. It was a sad and solemn sight to see this train of noble ladies, and the very Volscian soldiers stood in silence as they passed by, and pitied them, and honoured them. They found Caius sitting in the general's seat in the midst of the camp, and the Volscian chiefs were standing around him. When he first saw them, he wondered what he could be. But presently he knew his mother, who was walking at the head of the train. And then he could not contain himself but leaped down from his seat and ran to meet her, and was going to kiss her, but she stopped him and said, Ere thou kiss me, and let me know whether I am speaking to an enemy or to my son, whether I stand in thy camp as thy prisoner or as thy mother. Caius could not answer her. And then she went on and said, Must it be, then? that had i never borne a son rome should have never seen the camp of an enemy that had i remained childless i should have died a free woman in a free city but i am too old to bear much longer either thy shame or my misery rather look to thy wife and children whom if thou persistest thou art dooming to an untimely death or a long life of bondage then virgilia and his children came up to him and kissed him and all the noble ladies wept 
and bemoan their own fate and the fate of their country. At last Caius cried out, O mother, what hast thou done to me? And he wrung her hand vehemently and said, Mother, thine is a victory, a happy victory for thee and for Rome, but shame and ruin to thy son. And he fell on her neck and embraced her, and he embraced his wife and his children and sent them back to Rome, and led away the army of the Volscians, and never afterwards attacked Rome any more. And he lived on a banished man among the Volscians, and when he was very old, and had neither wife nor children around him, he was wont to say that now, in old age, he knew the full bitterness of banishment. So Caius lived and died amongst the Volscians. The Romans, as was right, honoured Volumia and Valeria for their deeds, and a temple was built and dedicated to the woman's fortune, just on the spot where Caius had yielded to his mother's words. And the first priestess of the temple was Valeria, into whose heart Jupiter had first put the thought to go to Volumnia, and to call upon her to go out to the enemy's camp and entreat her son. End of section 45 This recording is in the public domain.